You're listening to the Business Secret Podcast. The podcast is a chance for some of Wales' finest upcoming and established business owners to share the story of their business journey. Hosted by the team here at Penguin, our guests talk in depth about how they got to where they are today, offering invaluable advice on marketing, challenges, and the highs and lows of life as a business owner. If you like what you hear, then don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment across our socials. You can download your free copy of the book, The Business Secret, direct from our website on www.penguinwealth.com. The book is written for business owners by business owners, offering invaluable tips on time management, work-life balance, how to pick the right team, and so many more activities and tips to get you on the right track. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Business Secret Podcast. I'm Tom Davis, and I'm here today with David Pell. David Pell is the director of Defy. Defy is a digital agency specializing in developing marketing strategies to help you to grow your business. It does this by developing your brand, your brand, creating compelling, engaging, and entertaining content that drives sales. Hi, David. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, brilliant, thanks. So start off by telling us a bit about yourself, your business, and how you've got to where you are. So this business, Defy, I started in January this year. And that's after, um, so I'd spent 12 years in basically in hospitality, so completely different industry. Um, so first, so I had, was involved in three businesses. First one was a family business. Um, and then I went on to set up uh, two others subsequently myself. Um, so it's taken them from sort of scratch to award-winning venues. Um, the last one kind of took from nothing to, we were turning over, you know, over a million pounds within three years. So that was, that was a great, that was a great project, that one. Um, prior to that, uh, usual kind of stuff, university, uh, did a placement at uni with a medical company. Um, and I was lucky they created a job for me then when I finished, which was really good. So I was started as commercial analyst and then went into, um, being a sort of commercial marketing manager really for, for one of the group uh, companies in their group. So yeah, just a bit of a mixed background, but, um, fundamentally kind of marketing has always been there through, through all of the things I've been involved in. How, what, how did the transition go from being sort of in the medical sphere to getting into sort of hospitality? Basically that was, um, that was basically to do with, to do with my dad. So his background was hospitality. They'd been involved in the care sector with their own businesses for years. And he kind of always had this thing. He wanted to kind of fulfill that dream of, you know, having his own kind of pub or restaurant and stuff. So, that's what I went in to do. I went in with my brother. My brother was a chef um, and we went in to kind of run that uh, family business for them. Oh, so, so what was the, the catalyst that made you decide that you've had enough of that and decide to sort of go solo? I think, well, that was, um, that was a case of sort of, we, start, we started that, we bought at the end of 2006. Um, it was a grade two building, completely sort of had to gut it and renovate it and restore it. And then, um, so we kind of opened in 2007, um, coinciding with the smoking ban and then the recession that came. So it was quite, you know, it was hard. It was, it was, it was great fun, you know, loved it, but it was really hard. So I think after kind of three years, um, as a family, we decided to, to sort of lease out the building. Um, and and, but I still kind of wanted to do my own thing. I know I'd always wanted to do my own business and that was always my thing. You know, ever since if somebody asked me when I was at school, what did I want to do? It was always wanted my own business. And I didn't necessarily know what it was going to be. It might sound a bit funny, but I'm not necessarily 
I'm not necessarily bothered what industry I go into because I, I think I've got a, a good cross-section of experience that I could, I could do something, you know, mm. in whatever sector. So it was just that opportunity came up really. Um, you know, I did that with, with my folks initially, you know, had three, four years experience of, of doing that, turning that place around. And yeah, so then I went, went and started uh, first one. And then two years after that, then, um, what was it? No, four years after that, an opportunity came up to buy um, a pub, like a residential pub in a sort of really good um, affluent area. So I took that on and turned that around into a watering and gastro pub. And, and that was that really. So that was my 12 years. That was my stint, um, I suppose. But yeah, it was, it was great fun. But I, I got to a point then, you know, circumstances changed, didn't they? Like I'm married now. I've got a little boy, 70 odd hours a week, you know, and working till two in the morning or something, you know, it's, it doesn't really go hand in hand with a successful marriage. Um, yeah. And I was fed up of missing out and stuff for my kids. So kind of from a work-life balance perspective, you know, I just kind of wanted to make that change and also, and then get back to kind of what I enjoyed. I felt I'd achieved what I wanted to achieve in that industry. And so, yeah, it's time for a new, new challenge now. So in, in chapter five of my book, we, we talk a lot about work-life balance and, and what's important to different people and, and how you manage it. You obviously made the, the decision for work-life balance to, to make a change. How do you manage that now? Um, well, but most of the week I kind of can work from home because I, you know, when, when we bought this house and we, this was renovated, I actually had a, a purpose-built office built, which I'm in now. So it's kind of at the back of my garage. Um, so that's kind of a nice environment in itself. And also I, I, I also do also work out, but there's a co-work space in Caerphilly called Welsh Eye. So, Cajun work at that I haven't done for the last six months because with COVID, um, unfortunately. But yeah, so it's just it's I can kind of I feel much more flexible as I can kind of choose my hours through the week. Um, I, sometimes you know it might be that I don't do quite so much in the day, but you know then some, there's some evenings I will work. I try to avoid that too much now because of I don't want to fall back into the trap. I'm a bit of a workaholic and I don't really want to fall back into the trap of like the last 12 years, you know, I'd be working till silly o'clock in the morning, but there, there is the odd occasion. If you've got a deadline, you've got to do it. Haven't you? So. Yeah, of course. So how do you manage it around? So is it purely based on deadlines that you manage with your workflow or is it that say there's, you know, there's an event coming up that you want to go to with the kids that you sort of make sure that your diary fits around that this, these days. Uh, it's probably more a bit of a balance really. I think um, quite a bit of it will be obviously around, deadlines because that's you know at the moment it's it, the business is just me but you know I'm quite an ambitious individual you know I had like nearly 30 staff in my last business so you know I want to scale this business so at the moment you know I need to kind of you know build a reputation um but yeah there's obviously times where if, there, if there's sort of family events or, or things that you want to do with your kids at the last six months as well I mean just come to the end of that but you know I've kind of like many people, you know, I've, I've lost, I'd sort of lost two days a week for the last six months, you know, with kind of sharing childcare and stuff. So down to kind of, you know, three days a week, plus probably a bit on the weekends to try and make it up. So it's quite nice that that, whilst that was lovely and having that time, you'll never get it back with your kids. It's nice now to be able to think I can start driving the business forward again now. Mm. Yeah. How did, how did you find the managing, obviously it's a big, big topic at the moment. How did you manage the homeschooling and then still running a business yourself and obviously trying to juggle everything all at once with everybody still at home? Um, yeah, it was, 
It was funny. It's funny. When, when it first started, I think like a lot of people, we were, you know, my wife was, you know, same kind of thing. You know, she was going to do a couple of days a week at home. Uh, well, she was at home the whole time, but, you know, she was in a couple of days, childcare, I was in a couple of days. And, um, but, you know, it was nice. And we were going for like little family walks, you know, there's like a nature reserve nearby and it was all very lovely. So the first few weeks were kind of quite like that. The homeschooling was going okay. You know, as time goes on, it's keeping your child motivated um with homeschooling it you know was a bit harder um and he's quite you know he's quite a bright little boy so he you know he needs that kind of stimulus i think really uh in terms of work and things that was fine but it's just it just kind of meant to be honest that i couldn't I, there was a limit as to how much i could do a week so basically i was enormous at capacity almost at capacity really so i i, I haven't hadn't been able to kind of take on much more um but that's a good that's the thing now now i'm i can do that now yeah so is, is your little boy back at school now and yeah literally today he had a day last week today's his first first proper day back in so brilliant so like full-time week for you now then yeah yeah <laughs> um so obviously with setting up and going going yourself and going from industry like you said we had 30 employees have you, during that time, have you had any mentors that have helped you get to where you are now in terms of doing it yourself? Any coaches or anything like that? Not hugely. Um, I did. I did have a coach briefly. Uh, I think one of the problems I had when I had when I was in the hospitality business, um, it was just time. Like I was, I was there all the time. You know, and, I, and we'll probably go into this later. But you know, I kind of had to learn the lesson that unfortunately it was a bit if I wasn't there all the time it, you know it's difficult to some some staff just you know you need motivating and and things don't happen if you're not there um so yeah I did briefly but I think you know there's obviously it's, it's a two-way process and you've got to kind of you know whilst they're working with you there'll be things they expect of you to be doing in the background and it was just hard for me to have that to find that additional time or to make that additional time mm-hmm. Um, like in retrospect, you know, you should make the time and, uh, but yeah, so on the whole, oh, no, not a lot in the, over the last 12 years, if I'm, if I'm honest, no, it's mostly kind of things I've, you know, learned myself through experience, I suppose. Yeah. So, okay. Brilliant. brilliant. Um, and then with the, with the idea of sort of setting up yourself and going alone, it's obviously with the industry you're in, I'd imagine you've got some, some sort of plans, but how do you, what's the best thing you've done in terms of marketing yourself? What I will say is um, that's something that I have in the pipeline now. So I, since I started this business, I haven't done enough. Oh, I've done very little marketing myself. I've, d- I've done a bit of networking. Um, the clients that I've had, I've been fortunate. They've kind of just come through recommendations. So, and again, part of the thing, I suppose, over the last six months, I had this very clear idea that I, that I want to kind of, to try and allocate a minimum of half a day to a whole day a week on my own marketing. And I kind of haven't had that, uh, the time to kind of do that. So that's, again, that's something I've got kind of a plan for structure now that I'm going to kind of stick to going forward. Part of that is about kind of marketing promotion of the business, personal brand and all that sort of stuff as well. Cause I think that's important as well. I think with businesses now, the successful businesses you see, it's not just about, it's not just about the business itself and how that's promoted. Part of that is also about knowing the people behind the business or the people that make that happen. So for example, like with your business, you know, people are aware of Craig, 
particularly because a lot of this stuff that he does online. So he is, you know, it's not just Penguin and, and obviously it's Gav, but you know, they are synonymous with the brand. People know them, they know about them. Um, and there'll be other, obviously other companies similar to yours that don't, don't, don't make that kind of effort. And, you know, I think it's about, with personal brand stuff, I think it also helps about um, trust. I think you, you, you begin to feel that you know and you get to know people, you understand them. There's a podcast I listen to, um, which is great. It's these two brothers who've got a digital marketing company. Um, but the podcast is great. It's just great engagement between the two and they get on really well. And, but it, you know, you kind of, you, you know, you're listening to their podcast, you listen to them quite regularly, they're entertaining, they're about business, some of them aren't very businessy, but, but you get to them and you kind of, and I've actually, you know, I've actually been fortunate if I've had a, a Zoom chat with one guy, uh, with Dan, um, and he was great, you know, great that he gave that time to kind of have a chat with me and talk about how their business grew and things. And I think, I just think it's important to kind of get to know yeah, I just think it's about, I think it's about trust really. I think you, you kind of feel that you can kind of, you understand their processes, how they operate. So I think that's- so What sort of things have you got planned for that in terms of how you're gonna create yourself? Like I said, rather than just being, just Defy being it, David Pell of Defy, have, have you got anything and what sort of things do you have in the pipeline to, to make that a bit more of reality? Well, funny enough, prob I probably, because I've been involved in producing podcasts and, and webinars and videos for one of my clients, I think actually that's something that I might look at myself to kind of bring in people I know in business in different sectors, just to kind of, you know, come in and have a, and have a quick chat, you know, about there might be certain topics in the same way that, you know, my, my client Marion does. Um, but it might be that it might be more marketing orientated or it might not, I'm not, or it could be to do with more to with business startups. Like, you know, I'm very passionate about, about startup businesses that really excites me. I've been doing, you know, I've done some mentoring through business Wales you know, giving something back. I think that's really important. I enjoy doing that. So I think that's how, I think that's, that's part of my strategy. Um, I, it's one of the things that I'm going to work on this week. Yeah. And like you said, it's just getting yourself out there a lot of the time, isn't it? It's sort of being, like you said, with as an example with us, a lot of people, when they see Penguin, they see Craig because of the, the way, like I said, it's his personal brand with himself. So yeah, it makes, makes perfect sense. Obviously, as well now going back to the time that you decided to make that jump and move away from what was effectively the family business it was obviously a, a giant risk at the time i'd imagine to to go go by yourself outside of that what would you what do you think the biggest risk you've taken in business is and, and, and from that what you lived um i think probably each time i've started something because it's all it's always you know it's, it, there's always an element of risk and there's there's financial risk you know you you need to be you know you've got to have some kind of confident confidence in kind of your abilities when you start these things that you can that you can build something and get it going and also there's that responsibility for if you know you're going to be employing staff that's a big thing as well, you know, because you are responsible then for those people if they're, you know, their income or the rest of it. So uh, I'm not sure that outside of those things, but I certainly think that, that doing those, you know, starting those kind of businesses on my own, um, you know, I think, you know, probably, is, is, yeah, that, that's where the risk was associated. Not so much, say, no. yeah. 
not so much now well, i suppose there is now to be honest i mean it's, whilst it's only me you know i know that the risk is that i have to earn enough to pay all my bills and my mortgage and everything else so um you know that's a risk i could have played it safe and i could have gone and you know just gone and gone and got a job with somebody but that's not that's not what i wanted i think that's just not that's just not my mindset so what did you learn from from each time you've done it have you learned something else has it been did it, did it make it easier the fact you've done it before yeah i think so and it's, it's weird you know not that i want to go back into it but if somebody said to me oh no there's this rundown there's this rundown pub and it's it's not doing very well you know can you go in and get you know can you go in and get it started and turn it around like i wouldn't because you know what you need to do to get through it. It's kind of quite, inst- it's almost a bit instinctive now. So I, you know, um, so that wouldn't, that wouldn't worry me so much. But in terms of, yeah, I've learned stuff through all of them really, whether it's kind of staff management, you know, recruitment, um, you know, uh, the fight, you know, finance side, I suppose your costings, you know, your, um, your, your, your strategy, where you're going to take it, how you're going to grow it, marketing, um, customer engagement, customer service. Yeah, it's, it's a, like a very broad spectrum of skills that I've developed over that time. And I think, you know, when you've got a smaller business, that, that, that's kind of how it is. Even though I had a, t- a big team of people, ultimately the person making the decisions, whilst I, I, I talked to my, my managers and stuff like that, ultimately the person that would make decisions in that instance was, was me. You know, if, it was, if I had a business partner or something, yeah, it'd be different because you'd be making those together. But I think in each instance, it's been it really, whilst I've had a big team, it's been really me making those decisions. And that's, you know, and it's a strange situation because you've, you've got all those people, but at the same time, you know, and they do say, I suppose it's a bit of a cliche, but yeah, it can be a bit lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so some of that is about, you know, you go back to, what you asked me earlier about, you know, have I had like a you know, business mentor or that kind of thing? Um, you know, whilst I, I haven't massively in my past, I would certainly recommend that people did. So I wouldn't sort of say do as I do. You know, that was my, that was my circumstance and kind of, I suppose my, uh, yeah, just how it was, but I would definitely suggest for the people to kind of do that because, you know other people have experience that they can share with you and give you to you know and it might be you know if somebody came to me wanted some advice and stuff i would i would give you know i would want them to also learn from my mistakes so they don't have to fall into that trap you know because you don't you know so they can avoid that and almost accelerate their growth curve a bit if they can avoid those things yeah definitely Uh, we're we're big advocates of it and i know um the team have, have always had them just for, for that exact reason is it's always good to have sort of a sounding board as well if, if nothing else uh, you mentioned that about recruitment as well obviously having a team of, of 30 people is quite a lot of a lot of recruitment must have gone on and like you said the plan is to scale defy and get it to, to a bigger place what's your what's your take on recruitment did you have any particular way of recruiting people what's, what's your feelings on it we uh when i was doing i suppose you know you use a typical channel so <coughs> sorry you know, whether it was Indeed or, you know, I mean, for us, actually, that, that worked the best at the time. It, some of it depends on what industry you're in. You know, if we were looking for chefs, you know, something like LinkedIn, uh, sorry, yeah, LinkedIn probably wouldn't be any good for us, really. You know, we could occasionally, we might put some adverts out, you know, using our Facebook, you know, which, I, you know, I'd built that to kind of, I think the last business that was five and a half thousand people following that. So, you know, so there's a good chance you might know somebody who wants a waiting job, you know, or something like that. But, um, you know, you know what you want out of people. Ideally, you know, you, 
like a lot of businesses again you'd like experience or some level of experience because you know you, you, you're going to have to go through some some training curve you know because you want people to work and operate in the way that your procedures are based and things like that but at the same time if you can if you can reduce that the, the time you've got to spend is helpful um although you've got to balance that with with getting to the standard that you want it to be at to represent your business i think from you know we'd i'd have very set set ideas of what i wanted out of people um you know with chefs there'll be particular skill sets um efficiencies you know all that sort of thing as well the quality of what they do their ability to kind of you know monitor stock or costs or things like that as well um but i think for me then you've got you know people that are going to be engaging face to face with people is really crucial for me that there was particular personality traits they'd have so and i would want similar you know similar personality traits probably with my business now I'd want people who are very, you know, quite confident to naturally confident with people. They can engage, they can build a rapport, have, you know, have fun with people. But at the same time, they're, they're, they're focused and, you know, they've got the knowledge and skill set to kind of, you know, to, to drive things forward and to produce work of the right quality. But I think personality for me goes a long way as well, because it's, I think I, I want to build an agency, which has got a good fit with people. Yeah. No, it's this, it's this thing, as a lot of people do say, don't they, that you can, you can sort of teach a skill set, but things like personality, you can't, to an extent, you can't really really train somebody to, like you said, have that natural confidence and being naturally personable is, is quite quite rare sometimes. Yeah, you, I mean, you could, don't get me wrong, you can develop it in people, you know, and whilst I say that on the flip side, you know, we had some staff that, that weren't experienced, you know, they come in, they're quite, they're quite green, they're quite young. And actually what would be really nice is, you know, some of those, they might be, you know, 16 or something, and they kind of, they go off to uni 18. But during those two years, the way that you, see, you sort of see them progress, and it's like that, it's like that in any business. I think if you internally, if you're, if you're mentoring and developing those staff the right way, it's great to be able to see that your team grow and develop. And, and if, you know, if they're doing that kind of under your tutelage or whatever, I think that's, that's quite rewarding in itself. Even if, even if they don't stay, you know, it's, it can be disappointing if they're, if they're you know, a valued member of your team, but actually if you can take a step back and take something, so you can think, well, do you know what? It's actually, it's quite a nice thing to think that, that they've got, they've got that way because of you. Mm. In a, again, if you're being, I guess, go back to mentorship, it's you mentoring them, isn't it? Rather than what you possibly have the other way around. Yeah. So you, so you also mentioned then about when you're looking for people and making sure when you're setting up these businesses that all the finances are set up within the business we're obviously financial planners and we're big, big advocates of making sure people have got their own personal finances set up and, and in an order. Uh, and with people doing that, a lot of that is about how people are going to exit a business and what their plans are for the future. Uh, have you set anything up for your sort of exit? I know you're still quite young in terms of business and a few years to go probably until you want to retire, but have you got anything in terms of your mind of how you want to want to leave it? Or are you the type of person who's going to work until the day you drop, drop dead? I think I would like to have, or what I would like to put in place now is certainly a 10 year plan. I think now going forward to, you know, going to sort of 2030 um, and have some focus there on how I want to grow it. You know, what kind of, what's a reasonable size I'd like to scale it to and, you know, client base and client, you know, customer um, size and stuff like that. So I don't yet, but I, I suppose I have an idea in my head of maybe when I'd like to 
exit. I think the other thing is that there are other things that I would also like to do as well. So I want to build this business and get it right. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a creative person. I, you know, I've got a, a lot of passion there to kind of, you know, to create and develop new and interesting things. So I think, you know, if I, if I can get my sort of 10 year plan in place with the view that maybe in 10 years, you know, I either kind of step back to keep the business, but sort of step back and, and, you know, a bit and move on to something else or, or exit. I, I'm not sure yet. I mean, cause it's, it's so early. Yeah, of course. Um, but I think 10 years is a reasonable time to look at it. You know, I did 12 years in, in, in hospitality. So I think if I look at, look at this over the next 10 years and kind of see really. Yeah. So I get to go back, I guess, so it's like I said, it's good quite early on to, to be making those kind of decisions, but did you ever do it during your time in hospitality? Was it something you, you put as a priority in terms of obviously running the businesses and make sure the businesses were successful, but was there a, an element of that, making sure you and your, like I said, it was your brother and your dad who were involved in it as well. Of making sure that you three benefit from it as well. Yeah, well, my dad was involved in the first one, but the, the second two were just mine. But um, no. I, I think I was more focused on growing the businesses. You know, I, I did have a, an idea at one point that I wanted to kind of expand and, and you know maybe build up to sort of half a dozen. Um, but I think as, as time went on, you know, I just wasn't, again, maybe if I had somebody else involved with me, then maybe I, that, so there wasn't quite so much pressure on me all the time. It would have been better. So yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't probably in my head quite, you know, quite such a, but I didn't really, I, I suppose I'm a bit more mature now as well. You know, I'm, I'm 38 now, you know, rather than going into the industry at 26, you know, so my, my life decisions, my perspective on things are different now. Yeah, especially when you said now you're married and, and with kids, I can imagine it's a completely different uh, sort of going into it. Like I said, at 26, it's a, definitely a different mentality. Yeah, 20, I think 26, it was just kind of like head down, get on with it. You know, knew it was long, long days, long hours, but you just, you just sort of, you know, just you're building it, you build it, build it. And before you know it, you're still, you're still in that mindset, you know, a decade yeah. on. Um, yeah i don't know it's uh I, but I, I you know i love business you know I, i've always loved it so and i think every day is there are things that are similar but i think every day is different it's got its own different challenges which is great yeah no it's completely great completely great it's um i guess that's the fun of it isn't it and that's yeah, the thing is yeah, when you're saying about an exit plan there are a lot of people we speak to on this podcast and we speak to outside of it who are just they're never going to stop because it's what they enjoy doing. It's not about necessarily about the, the financial side of it so much. It's they just in love, love the, the, the uh, sort of the process of growing businesses and getting them to that next stage. Yeah. Um, okay. So if you were to be starting this all over again, back when you're 26, what three pieces of advice would you give yourself? Um, well, I would say to ensure ensure that I'm engaging or ensure that you're engaging with, with like-minded people from the outset. I think in, in, if you can build that sort of that tribe or that, you know, like Seth Godin says that kind of network yourself, I think, it, and it becomes a bit of a support mechanism. I think if you can do that early on, then I think that's great. I mean, you know, I've started to build a little bit of that, you know, kind of through the Welsh ice community and, and also through other people I know, like yourself included, um, which I think, which I think is really important. Um, I'd also say, uh, similarly with that, also don't waste your time 
it might sound a bit harsh, but don't waste your time with people who don't fit, you know, because I'm not saying stick with people that are, you know, almost like yes men, because that's, that's wrong as well. You need people to challenge you and, and you might have an idea about something and you, need, and you need to be challenged. But I think that, you know, you're going to get, f- get far more, um, you find it far more inspirational being around people that have got a similar, like a similar kind of mindset to yourself. So that's one. Does that, does that go for, for clients as well? I think it, I think, yes, I think in an ideal world, I mean, you know, it, it's just difficult. Isn't it? I think early on, you know, you can, you know, when your business is quite young, there might be certain clients that you might not necessarily um, choose to work with maybe down the line as your business is more established, you know, and you've got, you know, you, um, but I think ultimately you, you're going to get much more, you're going to get much more out of that client and that client's going to get much more out of you if you both bought into each other. So I think if, you know, if you both get each other, you get, get it, you know, if, if I, you know, I get their business and I'm passionate about it and they, you know, they're kind of passionate engaged with kind of what I'm saying, the ideas I've got, it's going to be a much, much better business relationship, much more productive and much better for their business growth than otherwise. So that's, yeah. Um, I'd also say there's lots of, you know, there's lots of help out there. So like, don't be afraid to ask. You know, there is within Wales, you know, there's, you know, you've got Business Wales, there's lots of support there. Use it, you know, um, it's a free resource. Uh, try and, you know, try and sort of network with people and ensure that you kind of, again, you know, um, use those connections you've got. And if, if they, you know, if they can't help you, ask them if they know somebody who can. I think that's really important as well. Uh, third thing. Um I would say have a better try from the outset to try and ensure you've got a better work-life balance. That's, that's what I would say. I think that's really important, really try and sort of ensure and maintain that because I didn't, you know, I, I put friendships on the back burner, you know, I, you know, I just work, 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 you know, um, which I, I, you know, I regret that at the time I just felt that's what I had to do. But, yeah. But it, I don't, I think, you know, some of those decisions you make, they're not necessarily, they're not necessarily true. The idea you might have in your head about, God, if I don't do this, if I don't work this weekend, if I don't do this, if I don't do these extra couple of hours, that, you know, everything's going to implode. Well, it's not always, it's not, it's not always going to implode, you know, but you just you get so precious or you can get so precious about it. So I think you need to be able to step out of it and detach yourself or, and just try and, try and maintain, you know, try and maintain that balance really. Have a life outside of the business as well. Yeah. Uh, and then final question: Where do you see yourself in the future? What's the? Is it Defy? What's the? What's your future look like? Yeah, I'm. Re- well, I'm. I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying Defy at the moment. You know, working with some great clients. You know, I got involved in all sorts of interesting, interesting stuff this last year, and there's and there's lots more to come. Um, which is great because it's great that you know I've got clients that've got that faith in me. It's just kind of come back with you know completely different things like you know one client it started out you know got in touch and he said oh you know can you um can you have a look at our powerpoint presentations and kind of rebrand them a bit so i did that and then effectively kind of rebranded them and then that's gone from there to developing webinars to producing podcasts to you know and there's you know this this whole raft of stuff that's going to be coming further in so i think it's interesting as well what can come just off the back of you know these little inquiries in the beginning and I think once you build that rapport and people trust you 
it's fresh you to deliver um so yeah that's yeah i'm loving that at the moment so yeah it's good i, I think that's the moment that that's what i'm that's what i'm focused on and i think that's what i can see i want to build yeah and build the team around that and there's some people i've seen who've got other agencies who really inspire you know really inspired me so like Knowlton marketing so that's that's a podcast that i was going to say about so um so they've got a podcast called business anchors and that's that's the guy dan Knowlton. that's the guy i had a chat with and yeah like great you know and 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 actually that i'd love to create an agency like that i think which is which is fun but delivers and i think that's yeah that's really important for me so then mate, i guess going back to something we were saying about at the start of the call is just keeping your, the personality and keeping that fun element in it and work-life balance and, and sort of having that all all-encompassing feel yeah 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 definitely and i think then that comes across your you know with your with your business and when you're talking to you know prospective clients or other people um they get they get that vibe about you and that you deliver that thing that you're you know that you're a nice guy or that you're fun to be around old girl um yeah yeah i think definitely it definitely does help having like you said again good personal brand and, and all that sort of thing it definitely does help with people likely to choose you over somebody else if that's what if that's the type of business they're looking for yeah and that's something that i you know i need to develop and i need to develop that confidence for that because actually with all my businesses in the past i've tried to make myself not the face of the business in a way because if i wasn't there and i always had this idea if i if i had multiple sites i didn't want it to be that the business was more about me and that if i wasn't there people would start coming saying oh where's david oh he's not here and then almost they get not disappointed but you know what i mean Whereas some, there are some venues I know and they're great, but they're very much about the, the, the guy that's there or, the, or the, the, the proprietor that's there, you know, and, and they're that sort of character. Yeah. But that was different. I mean, that was my decision then, but this now is, is different again. You know, I, I have to kind of s- step out of my comfort zone now and kind of put myself out there now. And that, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, whilst that's nerve wracking, that's kind of, I suppose, exciting in a way you've got to kind of embrace these challenges, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. And it's like you said, it's something completely different. It's uh like I said, it's good fun to learn those types of things. Yeah. So thanks, Adi. That was really good to learn about to fire your journey and how you've got here and, and sort of what the plans are next. Yeah, it's now we finish finish this off with some quick fire questions to sort of know you outside of business um, a little bit more. So first question being, what if any, what books are you reading at the moment? So I've got this massive pile of books at the moment that I, that I haven't. Uh, a lot of them I haven't started tucking into yet, but so one I've started reading at the moment is this one, which is called um, Building Story Brand by Donald Miller. So that's really interesting. Uh, it's all about uh, simplifying your brand message um, through the use of story. So that's, that's really good. And there's a, you know, really interesting. I definitely recommend that. I had, there's a guy called Daniel Priestley. Um, he very kindly sent me a copy of his book for free so that's what i'm looking forward to getting to next and that actually going around the whole thing about personal brand that's something i'm really keen to get into so that's called key person of influence by daniel Priestley. Nice. um but yeah but then i've got about half a dozen marketing uh based books agency based books i've got to tuck into as well so busy, busy autumn for, for you yes yeah <laughs> lots of studying um, so I, was like, I guess going back then so what's the best business book you think you've ever read um start with why i suppose that that's funny if that's another one so that that was interesting simon Sinek book um that was very good 
not not like a specific you know this is the way you run your business but i suppose business related that i found really interesting it's a bit, it sounds a bit cliche to say it really but like i remember years ago reading richard branson's autobiography um and that was that was very interesting reading about you know you see all the the silly stunts and the promotional stuff he does you know when he launches businesses but actually reading about how he started you know was really interesting it's quite inspiring you know, somebody put you know how just how people put themselves on the line i think as yeah. well oh great yeah. uh, next question then so what music are you currently listening to um so the new killers album uh, imploding the mirage and also been listening quite a lot i don't know i just really like it there's a, an album by tom grennan called something in the water good album i like that yeah. album <laughs> yeah, really good. so those two at the moment um then as you mentioned a couple of them already but um what podcast do you listen to or would you like to promote well i mentioned the the one business anchors um by dan and lloyd knowlton but also uh, a really excellent one um i'm not just saying this because i produce it but the um but this called exclusively elevate um so it's by elevate elevate bc one of my clients but that's that's really interesting as well with the list and they're covering all sorts of topics there's some really interesting um business sort of business leaders in um some media personalities as well we've got a couple that are going live soon with andrew byrne from itv news and also um uh what's his name the comedian oh no gone man Oh, the, Rod, the Rod Gilbert one. That's it. God, I feel awful for going blank there. Yeah, so those are going live, and there's a new series coming. But but genuinely though, um, they are. I've listened. I've listened to them back myself a couple of times because there's, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of interesting takeaways. So I, I would recommend that. Um, so it's, sorry, it's not just a shameless plug. It is. It is because <laughs> genuinely there'd be value for people listening to it. So. Yeah, good. No problem. No problem with that whatsoever. Uh, and then, what box set slash TV shows are a must for you? Right, I've got two. So one of them. Whenever I ask other people, <laughs> my wife and I really like it. Whenever we ask other people, they always say that nobody ever seems to say yes. They watch it. So how I met your mother. We randomly really like that. It's quite good. Just sort of sit down and you know you let your brain switch off. Um, and then also, um, they're not very highbrow, my recommendations. They're not like <laughs> The second one is just I've started watching the other day just because it's quite fun and nostalgic uh, on Netflix. It's called Cobra Kai. So it's basically, it's like a follow-on from the original Karate Kid movie, but set now. So it's just, it, it's just like a bit of my, mindless television, yeah. but I, they're, just, they're just quite good fun. It takes you That's back to your childhood. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I've seen the Cobra Kai one advertised, actually. I think I might have to give it a look myself. Um, and then final question who if anybody is your business idol well I mentioned mentioned him before but it probably and, it, and like I say it just I don't know why it feels like terribly cliche to say but I would say like Richard Branson I think I've always found very inspiring for me what, when it, what in particular is it I just think it just again just how just his background you know from like when he started you know I think you know he started with um selling vinyls you know and he was i think i'm sure he was based out of i'm sure it was like a crypt underneath an old church or it was something funny like that you know sending out mail order lps you know in, and 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 then going to decide he wanted to kind of you know open a shop on oxford street in london but what he realized was if he if he had a shop on the first floor the rent was like like hardly anything compared with being at ground floor level so like he opened up i think it was above a shoe shop 
and then it's just his story and just how you know when he went to was it when he went he went to go and get a loan or something something happened on the outside i can't what it was it did he i can't remember if he gave his shoes to a tramp or he did something so like he went into the bank to ask for money and i think he you know he didn't have any shoes on it's just i mean i wouldn't do that necessarily but it's a very kind of i don't know maybe just blah i don't know maybe it's blase or something i don't know but and when, uh, and when he bought Necker Island, you know, the story about that, you know, I think part of it was he, he said he realised, you know, he had he had some money. He was doing quite well at the time. And he, he got told by somebody that, oh, you know, if you, if you say you want to buy a private island, like they'll, they'll fly you out there, you know, and everything else. And you can go and see. So basically, I think in, he said, that he, you know, in some ways he sort of looked at it as if it was like going to be like a bit of a free holiday. And he, and he went out there and it was, on the, it was on the market for whatever it was on, a lot of money. And then when he got back, you know, they said, oh, so um, what's your offer? And it was like hardly anything. I don't know, it was like a, like 150 grand or something. It was something stupid or a couple, couple hundred thousand. And, um, and then he said he was surprised to hear a few weeks later that they called him back and said, okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think you know, a lot of luck and, and I don't know whether it's cockiness or whatever, but I'm not saying that's what I aspire to be, but I just no. think this is background. The story was interesting. Yeah, oh, brilliant. No, that's what we are. Like a lot of people do, and like so, this story is is very interesting. Um, yeah, it's great. Well, thanks, for that David. It's really, really interesting to hear uh, not only about Defy, but then also a little bit about yourself as well. And um, thank you for coming along. That's right. Thanks very much. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Business Secret Podcast and managed to take away some valuable tips and activities to help you in your business journey. This podcast is aimed at those about to start their self-employed life, are already well into their time as a business owner, or are interested in the business world of Wales. If you like this episode of the Business Secret Podcast, you can catch up on our other episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Every episode is available on our website on www.penguinwealth.com, where you'll find a full transcription of each episode, useful links, and a step-by-step process on how to download and keep any episode released. You can also download your free copy of our book, The Business Secret, direct from our website. Don't forget to leave us a review and a star rating on Apple Podcasts.